by Riverside. And the grand finale is finally upon us. Week 18 of the National Football League season is here. Many clinching scenarios, in fact, all 10 games we're talking about today have clinching scenarios of some sort, some being long shots, some very favorable matchups for teams. A lot up for grabs going into week week 18 as far as seeding and who's even going to make it into the playoffs. So boys, welcome back. No Thursday night football this week, but we've got Saturday and Sunday of fun. Dave, how's your traveling going? Uh, It was fine. It was a long trip, Uh, but I'm glad to be out of my car and looking forward to the week 18 slate. Um, Brief note, not to jump ahead, if you go back and watch the first 15 minutes of our podcast last week, it is absolute comedy. Looking back, no, I'm saying looking back on how the week actually went, nothing was correct. It was hilarious. Yeah, it was a rough start. We had a decent finish. But uh, Dave, one last question. How long did it take you to get through Atlanta? Uh, 20 minutes of traffic in Atlanta and 25 minutes just outside Atlanta. So that's a, that's a pretty damn good one. And it took you time that right. 10 minutes to get through Chattanooga. That's the worst one. Wow. Yeah. And I got to Atlanta at four 45. Interesting. I know that never happens. You no. should play the lotto tonight. Yes. Mike thoughts as we go into week 18. Yeah, as Dave said, I mean, it was complete garbage starting out. I think we were all texting like, fuck, we're going to have the worst fucking week of all time. <clears throat> but it's not how you start, boys. It's how you finish. And we finished That's We right. finished pretty damn strong. Uh, but I'll tell you what, it gave me some jitters right out of the gate. That's for damn sure. All right, let's recap last week. It was a, uh, we'll call it a mediocre week. I went 7-5. and five. Broke that hundred win mark on the year, though a hundred and five and ninety. Nice, Danda. Mike, Mike went six and five overall record of eighty nine and seventy eight with two parlays hit. Dave just under that five hundred mark, five and six overall record, ninety one and eighty three, but three sicko teasers have hit this season. Philly fucked all of us last week, though. As a show, eighteen for sixteen, two eighty four and 253 five parlays 31 games over the 500 mark i will take that so boys as i mentioned in the open all 10 games have some sort of scenario i'm gonna give a couple of them for some of the long shots that are in there but we start out with the first one 3 30 central time on abc on saturday the set or the nine and seven Steelers at the 13 and three Ravens. The Ravens have already locked up that number one seed and the lone bye week in the AFC. Those massive frauds that they are cannot wait for that second round exit. But Pittsburgh, a couple things to note here 
we've talked a lot of shit about Pittsburgh, but Mike Tomlin once again finishes over 500 from the season. They can get in as a wild card. They need a win and a Buffalo loss or a Jacksonville loss. Those are the two most likely scenarios. There's ties that go into that, but those are the two most likely. Pittsburgh can get in with the dog shit offense that they have. Shows that that defense can be incredible. Pittsburgh opens up as three and a half point favorites, a very low total of 36. Dave, you were low man last week. Kick us off. Yeah, I think the Pittsburgh offense has been shit all year until Mason Rudolph. Uh, he's really come in and uh, helped him put some points on the board uh, last couple weeks. He's getting the ball out on time. He's getting George Pickens the ball. Uh, preventing him from any outburst on the sidelines, crying like a baby. Uh, but with that said, I am going to trust Tyler Huntley here in a divisional matchup coming in instead of Lamar, and he will cover that three and a half. So give me the Baltimore plus three and a half, and they will spoil the Steelers' season potentially. Mike, I'll kick it over to you. Yeah. Um, so, like Dave said, I mean, Rudolph's been on fire over the last couple of games. He's put up 30 points um, and I believe 27, I'm sorry, 34 points uh, throwing for 274 and uh, 290 over the last couple of games. Uh, So um, in Rudolph, we trust, man. Um, I like those Steelers. I really do. Um, The Steelers already beat the Ravens in the regular season with Lamar. I know it's at Baltimore. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the weather is going to look like in Baltimore. It's probably just going to be cold. Um, But with that being said, um, I'm still a little bit weary about about the line. I don't know why. I just I'm a little bit scared um, here with it seems like we've had some backup quarterbacks come in a couple of games and like really spark the teams and then that third game is just the dookie. Um, but I think that they do get some points up here. So I'm going to stay away from the lines. Uh, if I had to bet it, I'd bet the Steelers, but I'm going to go ahead and just pull that over. Um, it seems like there's been a lot more points in the second half of the season than there was in the first half of the season. So give me that over 36 all day. All right, guys, I told you before we went on air that I have a super soft pick to start this one out. I think that the Ravens are going to do everything they can to avoid any sort of injury in this football game, and it it opens up the door for Pittsburgh to make the playoffs. And you'll hear later in the show, I think that they do. Uh, Give me Pittsburgh money line here. Super soft, probably my softest bet of the year, but I'll take that in Week 18 because Week 18 is a crapshoot. But uh, Pittsburgh, they're actually playing for something. Baltimore's playing to stay healthy. And uh, that's my deciding factor in that one. Do we have any option to uh, rule against this soft fucking tra- uh, soft fucking pick or no? No. I will make a highlight reel of all your super softs over the last two years if you'd like. <laughs> Mike's the super soft. I don't oh, think you want me here. to go back to last season, do you? It's okay. Move on. You took it too serious. That's <laughs> what I do best. This next one has scenarios for both teams. Doozy on Saturday night, 7-15 kickoff on ABC. 
the seven and nine Texans at the seven and nine Colts. Here's our scenarios. Both teams could win the division. Wait, are they seven and nine or nine and seven? Nine and seven. Same okay, difference. Cool. I'm dyslexic right today. Right off. Okay. Houston can clinch the AFC South with a win and a Jacksonville loss. They clinch a playoff berth with a win. The Colts can clinch the AFC South with a win or a Jacksonville loss. And the Colts also could clinch a playoff berth with a win. Either side, win and you're in. This is what Week 18 is all about. I will definitely be tuning into this game in Indianapolis. A little discouraging to see Pat McAfee's sweet in the end zone empty last week, but understandable with him being down at the college football playoff. I imagine he will be rowdy Saturday night in Indy. Houston favored by one and a half, 47 and a half the total here. I'm going to kick this one off. Give me those Colts. Give me Minshew Mania. I've talked about it for weeks. I love the kid. He is going to get those Colts into the playoffs. And Mike, like you said, we've seen a lot more scoring in the second half of the year. Give me the over 47 and a half in this game to go with it. Give me points. Give me the Colts at home. Mike? Yeah, I'm going to double dip on this one as well. Uh, as, as, as you have, I've been riding that Minshew mania train for a while. Um, you know, <clears throat> I think Minshew has done really, really well in Indianapolis. Um, it's a, uh, a game in Indianapolis, uh, at home. Um, so hide your wives, hide your moms, hide your daughters. Cause CJ Stroud's in, in fucking town, baby. Houston will defeat Indianapolis and it will be a fucking under screw you, Dan. Very aggressive today from the boys. I, I am. Dave? I, apologize. I would just like to take a moment of gratitude for mike in this pick and and how he went about that and fuck you dan for your pick because uh, Minshew is going down this week i'm glad that he's played well after the injury uh but it's over you're giving me weird vibes with this Minshew stuff it's it's like you're giving him the trevor lawrence duval kind of vibes here it's too much for me give me cj stroud uh the kid who was on pace for the mvp most of the year once he until he got hurt He's going to take this team down by over a touchdown. The boys are hot tonight. Jesus Christ. It's that, it's that fucking chest workout you gave me earlier, bro. <laughs> Jesus. Nine and seven Jags at the five and 11 Titans. This one noon CBS on Sunday, Jacksonville by five and a half, 39 and a half. The total Jacksonville clinches the AFC South with a win. They can also, even with a loss, sneak their way in with a Pittsburgh loss and a Denver loss, as well as Houston and Indy not ending in a tie. Jacksonville has struggled over the past few weeks. We thought that they would run away with this division based on the first 10 weeks of the season. And then the roller coaster ride hit Trevor Lawrence battling injuries, Doug Peterson and his boys, though they find a way to get in Jacksonville minus five and a half here. I'm also double dipping with the under that Tennessee defense is no joke. Their offense is a joke. Dave. Um, as you'll see in the show later, I am going to have the Titans in my teaser. 
so give me the Titans plus five and a half. I am starting to believe – I know Lawrence didn't play last week, but we were all in question of his how he's been playing. I know he's hurt. Uh, I sense after this game they could possibly lose this game outright, and question will be around is Lawrence the guy. That's how I feel about this game this week. I see, I see the Titans rebounding and uh, maybe an upset win. All right, Mike. Yeah, Dave, you're high as shit right now uh, with questioning Trevor Lawrence being the man in Jacksonville. Come on, dude. You're high as shit. Um, yeah, watch the uh, film, buddy. Look the, at the, the numbers t- and watch the film. <laughs> the Titans have put up 36 points in their last three games. They're averaging 12 points a game. They put up three against the Texans last week. They have nothing to uh, to play for except for a higher draft pick. Uh, so, yeah, give me Goldilocks and the boys. Um, I heard that he's kind of day-to-day right now, but he did return to practice, and so did Christian Kirk. With that being said, uh, the Jaguars um, are going to win, and they're going to cover the spread. Kirk's nutsacks okay? I That's the rebuttal. The did he say Kirk's sack? <laughs> it's a secular fortitude. Yes. The eight and eight Tampa Bay Buccaneers will go to the two and fourteen Panthers. Panthers owner slight anger issues after last week's game. Hefty three hundred thousand dollar fine for throwing a drink on a fan. Also securing the Bears the number one overall pick since they traded that away last season. Tampa Bay by four and a half. Thirty seven the number. Tampa Bay win and you win the the NFC South. Baker Mayfield revives his career. They can also get in with a very unlikely scenario of a tie and a Seattle loss. Um, but it really is. It's win and you're in for the NFC South. As crazy as that division is, as dog shit as that division has been the last couple of years. I mean, nine and eight records going to win it for you gross give me tampa bay minus four and a half the panthers have packed up they've went home they are preparing for training camp of 2026 i don't see them improving next year either just a disaster i hope that i'm wrong i'd like to see a little bit more competitive out of the team down there in north carolina but tampa bay has this one all day long this is a perfect scenario for them to wrap up a division title mike yeah, nothing made me happier uh, this week than watching the Buccaneers lose to the Saints just due to uh, Dave's just uh, idiot comments about Baker Mayfield and his statistics and um, and, and being up there with MVPs. Um, so that really made me happy. Um, I think me and you both said, Dan, that um, the Saints did own the Tampa Bay Bucks. They have. They will. They'll continue. They're, they're their daddy. Uh, so that was that was happy for me to see that. I don't like to see Dave lose, but he was he was very very passionate about Baker Mayfield winning last week. Uh, so that made me really really happy to see them lose. But with that being said, um, they do take care of business in Carolina and they cover that spread. So I'll go ahead and take the Bucks with uh, the points there. Dave, comments in rebuttal. I have many comments here regarding the game and Mike's energy tonight. Uh, he's going to make me. 
want to fight somebody if he keeps <laughs> these comments up. Uh, I was very upset when I saw the final score of the Tampa game last game or last week. I did not watch the game until a couple days ago, um, or yesterday, sorry. And uh, if you go back and watch the game, besides one throw, his first pick, I thought Baker played fine. The Saints defense came out and was everywhere. He had pressure in his face every snap. Um, Kind of felt bad for him. But they're going to take care of business against an absolutely awful, awful team. Bryce Bryce Young sucks. The whole team sucks. The management sucks. Uh, So give me me the bucks minus four and a half. But I just want to say Baker played solid football last week, and it's going to go unseen. Baker Mike, response? No, just like I said last week, Baker's a fuck, um, and he'll continue to be a fuck. So if they sign him long-term, then you might as well sign Daniel Jones as well long-term. The energy today is electric. I have laughed my ass off listening to you two go at this, and I hope it continues. Seven and nine Atlanta Falcons at the eight and eight New Orleans Saints. New Orleans favored by three, 42 and a half the total. Tampa Bay loses. New Orleans wins. They win the division. Pretty simple. Division, complete toss up between these two teams. And they play at the same time. So we're not really going to know until about three o'clock on Sunday. By the way, the Tampa game will be on Fox, the Saints game will be on CBS, I would imagine. Both of those markets will have both of those games incredible to tune into. Um, I like Atlanta here. You know, I, I picked New Orleans last week just based on the fact that they have owned Tampa Bay over the past five or six years. Um, but as we've talked about a lot, Derek Carr, we thought he would do a lot better in New Orleans than what he has. And Atlanta, you never know which team's going to show up. But coin flip game for me. And as Mike has talked about the last couple of weeks, if it's a coin flip, take the points. Give me Atlanta plus three. Dave? I'm on the opposite side. Uh, clearly because I don't think you did watch the Saints game last week and how they came Sure out. didn't. Um, the Saints, like I said, the defense last week versus Tampa, they were everywhere. They won the trenches. They were the linebackers played incredible. The corners were sitting on routes. Uh, they tackled uh, the Saints defense. Looked like what we're used to seeing the Saints defense look like this year. It hasn't been sharp, but typically is. Uh, and regarding Derek Carr, he played outstanding. The ball was getting out quickly. He did not have his typical Derek Carr looking confused, standing in the pocket, taking too long. Uh, ball is out. Taysom Hill is unbelievable they need to continue to use him and Jawan Johnson was making incredible catches this team has come off a high I think they can uh go into this week and beat Atlanta who just lost by 20 to the Bears Mike yeah I'm with Dave on this one uh Bears absolutely throttled the Falcons last week Tyler Heineke sucks I mean he is literally the worst quarterback in the league um, I, I, I'm pretty sure he's starting again this week. I'm almost positive. Um, with that being said, being in new Orleans minus three, New Orleans has a lot more on the line. 
Uh, this is my pick of the week. I got New Orleans minus three. I think Derek Carr, as long as he doesn't tear his sack, uh, we'll get them through it, and we'll be all good. All right, before we get into this next one, did you guys see the billboards that are up in Detroit right now? No. Tell me more. Just big, lion blue billboards that all they say on him is Decker reported. What a disastrous performance by the NFL officiating crew last week. I I don't know how that happens. Dan Campbell laid his sack on the line going for two there and got fucked. But the seven and nine Vikings. Hold hold on, hold on, hold on one second. Let me, let me, let me just ask you boys this real quickly before we get into this game. So obviously the first time they get it right. And you know, uh, no, the first time, first time they don't get it right. They got it. They got it. And it it was an ineligible man. The second mm-hmm. time they didn't get it, but it was defensive offsides or pass interference. Yes, offsides right? on Parsons. Okay, at that point, I know that Dan Campbell has balls of steel, but do you not just kick the extra point at that point? Like, no, yes. no, 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 no. You already won the division. I say you just go for it, Dan. I would have kicked it. Yeah, I mean, went to I, overtime. I'll be honest. You with guys you. are I, I, I'll be honest with you. I was, I was, uh, I was invested in them going into overtime because I needed like ten more yards from a couple of players. So, <laughs> so maybe my my emotional investment may have kept me from seeing straight. But I literally, I, I think after the third try, I'd have been like, "Fuck it, let's just kick it and let's see what happens." But you know, uh, kudos to him for going for it. Um, they 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 played a really great game in Dallas. Here's why I think you kick it. From the original spot, the two-point conversion's at the two. You take the ineligible man, it pushes you back to the seven, right? Five-yard penalty. Parsons offside, though, is a half the distance. Puts the ball at the four. Yeah. That's a long two-point conversion. I mean, It's four it's, yards. It, You're in the NFL. Okay. Well, here's That's the, the hardest here's, spot to score from. Here's the deal, though, is the difference between a two yarder and a four yarder is there's a really good possibility that they run on a two yard play on a four yard play. You just literally play for the pass. Yep. Uh, so maybe you guys are just used to watching the chiefs. You can't get a third and five to save their lives. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into it. The seven and nine Vikings at the 11 and five Detroit lions, Detroit playing for nothing. Minnesota has a long shot even after their loss last week to get in with a losing record. They need a lot of help. Two scenarios that they can get in. They have to win. In either scenario, Green Bay and Seattle need to lose. And then Tampa Bay needs to lose or New Orleans needs to lose. If all four of those stars align and I get a pony for Christmas, the Minnesota Vikings will be in the playoffs. Uh, Detroit, though, is favored by three at home here, 45 and a half. The total, the Lions are done. Their best shot to get a playoff berth was by beating the Detroit, or the Green Bay Packers last week, and they completely and utterly, unequivocally shit the bed. Talking about the Vikings, right? Because you just said the Lions. Yeah. Okay, cool. I can't talk tonight. 
Yes, the Vikings shit the bed in primetime. That was an awful game to watch. Their season's done. They're not having a quarterback is coming back to bite them in their ass. Um, Detroit minus three is my pick, but I want to ask a follow-up question. How cringeworthy was it for you guys to see Kirk Cousins up there shirtless with his kid doing that stupid fucking skull chant with his fucking Viking horn? Cringe. But let's go to Dave for his thoughts. Oh, that's how they kicked off the game. Yeah, it was awful. That's great. By the way, Kirk had his chains on too. I would hope so. Um, yeah, I'm going to take Detroit minus three here. I took Minnesota last week thinking at home a blitzing team would maybe put some pressure on Jordan Love, but it looks like Green Bay found their guy again. Uh, tough tough luck for the Bears. Uh, let's not make it about the Packers. Uh, let's take Detroit minus three in a game that doesn't mean anything for them because they're just that much better than the Vikings, and, and Jaron Hall just sucks dick. So. Okay, I need I need to stop you guys super quick because I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page here. Um, the The Lions actually have a shot at the number two seed still. I don't know if that makes a big difference or not, um, but they do have a chance uh, of getting that number two seed. Um, therefore, I think that they will have their starters in the game. So I just want to throw that out there before everyone starts picking. That's a very long shot pick. I think Philly and the Cow. I think the Cowboys own the tiebreaker to that. Are they all I'm eleven and five? They're all eleven and five. I'm still taking Detroit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, okay. I it's, yeah, I get it. Um, yeah, thanks, I, Mike. I think with that being, I think with that being said, I think that they will. Oh, man, is it really that long of a shot? I, I really want to see like what the playoff clinching uh, scenarios would be for the Lions. Dan, I know you had it pulled up earlier. Um is it is it the 40 is it the Cowboys have to lose and the Eagles have to lose for Detroit to get the number 2 seed? Is that what's going yes. on? Yes. Okay. Um and then do and the okay. and the Lions would have to win. Okay. You know what? I, I'm just going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go with any money lines here. I don't think the Vikings score a lot of points. Uh, and I think that if Detroit by game time knows that they can't get a higher seed, that they probably only have their starters in for a quarter or two. So just give me the under on this game. I think that's the smart bet on this game. Um, I, I, I don't see it going over the, would you say 44 and a half, Dan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't, I don't see that going over. So just, just give me the under on this game and, and we'll see what happens. Well, the Lions will not know what their chances are because both the Cowboys and the Eagles play at 325. Gotcha. So, speaking of, the Eagles are our next game. The 11-5 and five Eagles at the 5-11 and 11 Giants. Jesus, the Cowboys and the Eagles have the two cupcake games to end the season. Philly can win the NFC East with a win and a Dallas loss. The Eagles, though, struggled over the past four weeks. I heard Jason Kelsey say today on the podcast that uh, even in the room, they kind of believe that last week was their last game of the season at the link, probably based on the fact that the Cowboys are playing the Commanders. Um, 
Eagles will be in as a wild card, even with a loss. Philly is favored by five and a half, 41 and a half the total here. Dave, I'll let you kick us. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on on Philly and last week. Um, even though it was a loss, I thought offensively it was uh, super solid. Jalen Hurts played really well. I thought the play calling uh, at the end of the game with like a minute left or whatever, two QB runs on first and second down for both, I think, negative eight yards combined. I mean, just awful play calling. Um, and then they threw a bu- bubble screen after that. Just terrible. Reminded me of Luke Getzey in Chicago. Anyway, not about that. But uh, Jalen Hurts played really well. Uh, threw some good balls. Ran the ball well. Their defense is terrible. It was absolutely atrocious. It, it looked like – it literally looked – I mean, they sat back in a soft zone all day long. All day long. And it was just hard. It's like Kyler Murray could run and, and – uh, I just feel like if you if you're gonna let Kyler Murray beat you, make him throw deep on you, or let him beat you deep a couple times, and they just did not do that at all. So I think Philly is on the way up, even though they're losing. Uh, so I'm gonna take them Philly minus five and a half. Uh, but this team is is in 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 a bad spot right now. Mike, Dan, I want to hear your opinion before I roll. Yeah, I think that we called it last week that it was uh, probably the biggest trap game alert you could have. You you uh, didn't say that. You said it many times. And it, it, they fell into it. It looks like they looked past the Cardinals completely. Um, was still something to play here with potential games at home. And you never know what's going to happen in the NFC East. The Cowboys very well could lose to the Commanders as well. Never know what's going to happen. I think it's unlikely, but uh, I think that that team has to come out with a little fight in them. My worry is potential scoreboard watching, and if they see the Cowboys are up pretty good, uh, they'll pull the starters and just get some rest going into a road playoff game. Um, But give me Philly minus five and a half here, strictly due to the fact that the New York Giants are absolute trash. There's my thoughts, Mike. Gotcha. Um, so how about old man Tyrod Taylor for throwing for 317 last week, um, doing everything that he could to keep the uh, in them in the game against the really hot Rams. That ended up being a really great game. If you guys haven't watched that one yet, uh, definitely recommend it. Um, it, was a, it was a great game. I thought I, – I thought – I think I think that um, Dave has been talking about how he's been riding the Philadelphia train for the last four or five weeks. Last uh, last week's episode and how they've kind of let him down. Um, Dan, you called that big trap game against Arizona. I thought you were crazy last week, but you did call that game. Um, I I think that um, the Giants will put up some points here, and I think the Eagles will put up some points here. So I think that over under is a little bit soft in my opinion. So Give me the over uh, 41 and a half. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think anything goes here. I think they played two weeks ago, right? Um, and the Giants almost beat them at the end. So yep. this is in New York. They got old man Tyrod, who apparently is the second coming of, uh, of Jesus. So um, yeah, give me the, give me the over here. I think it's a, I think it's a great overpick. 
So we talked earlier about the networks playing a really fun game for markets with Tampa Bay and the Saints being split across the networks. This is one that surprised me. Uh, And I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. Both the Eagles and the Cowboys, winner, if the Cowboys win, they have the division. Cowboys lose, Eagles win, they get the division. Both of those games being on Fox, I was surprised that one of them wasn't flexed over to CBS so you could have that same kind of matchup. Both games mean a lot for both teams. But CBS instead will have the red-hot 7-9 and nine Chicago Bears and the 8-8 eight and eight Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. Green Bay favored by 344.5. Green Bay has a lot of scenarios, but the easiest one, win and you're in. Against a team that Aaron Rodgers has owned for years and Jordan Love is trying to take over ownership, but the Bears have been hot, boys. Here's my hot take of the week, and I think Dave's going to get a little chub from it. Give me the Bears' money line here to ruin the Packers' season. Wow. I want to hear what Dave has to say about this one. Dave? (laughs) I don't even know if I can talk right now. Uh, yeah, give me Chicago money line. Love that play, Kamish. I love it. Um, Bears are hot, five and two in the last seven, and and definitely could be seven and zero oh with two blown losses to the Browns and and Lions. Late game scenarios. Uh, mm-hmm. the defense has been probably one of the best in the NFL the last seven weeks. They have sixteen interceptions, I believe, in the last four or five games. Uh, just playing unbelievable. Or on the year, maybe. 16 on the year, sorry. Um, but, yeah, give me Chicago here. Fields had probably one of his best games of career last year, or last uh, week. I think it was 270 through the air. Touchdown, a rushing touchdown, no turnovers. Um, they just look clean right now. Defense is everywhere, and uh, the offense is getting the run game going. So it's time for the Packers to get spoiled on their home turf. I'll have two follow-up questions after we hear from Mike. But, Mike, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I'm with you guys. I think that the Bears have just played exceptionally lately. I think a few weeks ago we were talking about them possibly getting the the, the number one draft pick, and they have really turned their season around. Um, and uh, Justin Fields has played phenomenally as well. Uh, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and take the Green Bay Packers minus three and, and go against you boys. I think you guys are letting your Chicago roots and bear down attitudes get in the way of uh, logic here. So give me those packs minus three. All right. Go into my follow-up here. Dave, you talked about those two blown losses and how it could be 7-0. How bad does that hurt that these scenarios very well could have been flipped if you win one of those games? Oh, 100%. We've blown four games this year. In the last eight minutes, I mean, we legitimately could have been, you know, nine, ten wins. It's 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 incredible. And then we're not even talking about the fucking quarterback position. No. So, obviously, I think Matt Eberflus has saved his job over the past seven weeks. I think he was definitely on the hot seat. Put yourself in the GM shoes. You have the number one pick from Carolina. What we were talking about a few weeks ago is you very well could have had the one and two if your season continued the way that it was. You have that one pick. Fields has played out of his mind the last seven games. Okay. What do you do with that one pick? I have my thoughts, but I want to hear yours. 
you know, I don't know too much or like enough about it, but I mean, I just, I know if we get rid of fields, he's going to go somewhere and he's just, he's going to do just fine. And I just know he's going to succeed. So I'd like to hang on to him. I, I think you trade, trade that number one pick and just haul a bunch of draft picks up. I mean, we could possibly, I don't know how many first it would get us, but obviously we'd probably give something to like the Patriots or something like that. So we'd be drafting three, four, and then draft our nine or eight where we're at right now. And we get a lot of picks. So I, I just think you, you take the one, you give it to a team that needs a quarterback, and then you just get a big haul and, and including maybe maybe a current player on that team. Yeah, and I, I want to add that, I mean, it kind of sucks for the Bears because this is actually one of the, the, the biggest drafts for quarterbacks that we've had since 2020 when we had Tua, we had uh, Herbert, we had Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, you, you had those kind of players out there or those quarterbacks out there. This, there's a lot of great quarterbacks that will be coming into this draft. So it is going to be a very tough decision, but Dave, I'm with you, man. I think, I think that you try to get a bunch of draft picks for that number one pick. Um, and, and you stick with, with Justin Fields in my opinion. I just, for future. Yeah. I mean, it's like, how many times do you see? So, so what we go get Caleb and he could be one of the best of all time you don't know or he could be a bus like anybody but how many times you see a rookie just come out year one and if we're building this team how, how i mean i don't see us getting any better from what we are this year uh even going with caleb so i don't know man cj stroud's been the only impressive thing i've seen in the last couple of years with rookies but uh i think you you don't reset the clock and you just kind of go keep going yeah my thought is and obviously i'm not paid the millions of dollars to do it I I'm okay with fields. I think I'm trading that pick down to that two or three spot and I'm going after Harrison. You need a receiver on that team. Marvin, you need someone Marvin else Harrison to throw to. Yeah. I don't think he'll be on the board by the time we do though. Well, if you trade to two or three, he'll be there. Yeah, probably. Mm. Yeah. It's not a bad idea, Danda. Yeah. I think you would take that two or three pick and maybe a second rounder of the current year to do it. Um, I think I'd do that deal all day long. I don't think Caleb Williams is the answer. Williamson. I think he's more of a cancer based on not what he's done on the field, but what he says off the field than what he would help that team. Yeah. Let's go into the next one. 325 on Fox, the 11 and 5 Cowboys at the 4 and 12 Washington Commanders, Dallas by 13 and a half. 45 and a half the total for the Cowboys win and you have the division lose and you're in as a wild card pretty simple the line here scares me though guys this is another one that I think scoreboard watching is going to come into play late in the game if they are up and I think that they will go up pretty early um, you may not see Dak in the starters in the second half, depending on how Philly's going. I'm going to take Washington plus 13 and a half. But what you will see later on is I do think the Cowboys win the game. Dave? Yeah, I don't have much to say here. Uh, I'm taking Washington plus, uh, what was it, 13 and a half. 
just because of what you said, I mean, there's some there could be some watching at halftime, just seeing what things are going on. The Cowboys don't necessarily have to play the game. They obviously want to win, uh, but it's not the end of the world if they lose. Uh, but it's just a lot of points. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm going to take Washington in in the first matchup of the year. Uh, they got smoked, but they had two defensive touchdowns for the Cowboys. So avoid turnovers, and I think they cover. Mike? I'm with you guys, all three of us on the same page here. There's way too many points and way too many variables. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a division game, and it's in Washington. So Riverboat Ron – I think you, uh, I think you are able to get within thirteen there. So give me those, give me those. Almost said Redskins. Give me those Commanders. Give me the football, the Washington football team, which was the best name ever. They should have never changed it. Oh, they should have changed it. Should have kept the Redskins, baby. <laughs> Offend everyone and don't apologize. <laughs> Boys, this is a game of the week. I love these week eighteen matchups. Woo! I love Flexing. that they. I love that when the schedule comes out in week eighteen, we know the matchups. We don't know start times, so that we get a game like this: the ten and six Buffalo Bills at the eleven and five Dolphins. Buffalo favored by three. 49 and a half the total. The AFC East has not been decided yet. Buffalo wins, they win the division. Buffalo loses, they're likely out. Miami wins, they win the division. Pretty simple here. They're already in as a wild card at worst. Great football game here say something super quick Mm -hmm. when have we ever had a season where you had a potential game where someone gets a number two seed and the loser may go home like literally i don't know if the bills win that game they are the number two seed if Mm -hmm. they lose that game and it's a probability that the other two teams win which is what the steelers and uh houston and Jacksonville. Jacksonville. The Steelers or Jacksonville. Yeah. Dude, that is insanity to me. I love it. It's crazy. It's insane. But, okay, that's all I got, man. Buffalo by 349 and a half. Guys, I think Buffalo's going home. Give me them Dolphins. Give me them Fins. They need to bounce back from what is looking like could be a potential epic collapse that they had last season. That team at home needs this win. They need some positive momentum going in. Going in on the slide that they've been on the past few weeks would not go well and very well could lead to a first-round exit. Get yourself a win here. With a loss, they likely go to Kansas City. I wouldn't be sad about it. But I think the Fens do win here. Give me Miami money line. Dave, I'll go to you. Miami money line. Fuck Josh Allen. That's my pick. Fuck him. Mikey. Yikes. 
Um, <laughs> wow. Um, I said four weeks ago the Bills were going to come back and win the AFC East. I don't know if you remember me me saying that. I do, and okay. I told you you were batshit crazy. You did. Someone write it on the sheet. Let's go. I don't want to hear this bullshit. <laughs> so here, here is my pick, and and let me ask you a question, Danda. Would you rather have the Bills be the number two seed? Just from a, a Chiefs perspective, because, you know, that's our homeboys. So, would you rather have the Bills be the number two seed, or would you rather have the Bills be a number six or seven seed? I want to pose that question to you first. I'd rather the Bills go the fuck home. You'd rather the Bills go the fuck home. Okay. Um, that wasn't my question, but okay. Um, if I had to pick between the two scenarios you laid out, I'd rather them be the two seed. You rather than be in the two seed. Okay. Um, which means at some point later on down the line, we may actually be playing in Buffalo in a divisional championship. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Um, I'm with you. I don't want to see the Bills as a number two seed, um, but I also don't want to see them as a number six or seven seed. I'd rather them go the fuck home. But... Um, sticking to my 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 uh, my prediction of four weeks ago, um, I am going to go with the Dolphins plus three, but the Bills winning the game. But I am going to go Dolphins plus three because for them to have three points at home uh, for Miami with that explosive offense, I don't I don't understand it. I figured it would be an an even game or Dolphins by minus two. Um, but yeah, give me, give me dolphins with the points. I think bills bit win by a last second field goal and they went by one or two points. I really do. Are you double dipping on a three point? Uh, no, 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 no. I am not double dipping on any of that shit. <laughs> uh, that would literally be crazy to do well. money line. I did do it last week with the bills and the Patriots and I fucking nailed it as you guys remember. But uh, I just I'm just going to do Dolphins, and in my head I just see a last second field goal by the Bills to win it by one or two points. Glad I clarified because I wrote down both. Yeah, don't don't write that down. Literally, don't that, do that. I know. I no. might just I might just throw that bet in just to see what the odds are, just for fun. Yeah. Now, also, one thing that I would like to see. Is Miami come to Arrowhead? Because I could sell those tickets for a shitload. Tyreek homecoming. Yeah. Tyreek's house burnt down today. Is that true? Mm-hmm. 100% true. Does Is his roommate Andre Raisin? <laughs> <laughs> no, it burnt down while he was at practice. Wow. That's, that's an awful. Must, must have been one of his baby mamas. Oh. Baby mama drama. All right, Dave, am I reading your sicko teaser? That we actually, before we get there, I want to ask you guys this question. Even before the game, what do you like more, this matchup that we have on Sunday night, or the ending that we had a couple years ago, where the winner of the Raiders or the Chargers made the playoffs? If they tied, they both got in. And I believe the Raiders kicked the field goal with three or four seconds left in overtime. That game went into oh yeah, that game went into OT. It sure did. It looked like it had tie written all over it. 
and I had my collusion flag raining, just waving. <laughs> but I mean, that's the kind of shit that we see in week 18. I think we're all ready for that. Dave, am I reading your teaser? Uh, yes, you can. I would like to make a quick change from, uh, I'm going to change the Titans to the commanders, please. So the commanders would go to plus 20 and a half. Yeah. And why, and while you're doing that, Dan, I'll comment on what I would rather see. I would rather see the dolphins and the bills play for a team, potentially getting the number two seed or going fucking home. It is absolutely insane. I love this season. This has been such a great season till the very bitter end. Except the officiating. Dog shit. Awful. Brad Allen needs fired. If I see his ass on the field at Arrowhead in the playoffs, I might lose my shit. They put him on prime time this week. I know. Like, what the fuck? Brad, you did such a great job. You're incredible. <laughs> Fucking clown I want to also point out that he was the refereeing crew for the Chiefs-Packers game where MVS got raped at the end. Yikes. Second coming. The NFL needs full-time reps. That's a joke that they don't. Him and Carl together. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Could you imagine... I like Carl. I think Carl's good. Go fuck yourself. God. Eat I'd a bag see, of dicks. I'd love to see Carl in the first round of the playoffs with the Bills versus the Chiefs. I'd love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> we know what would happen. I would go to the game dressed as a referee. <laughs> and a hundred flags, red and yellow, and just start chucking them on the field. <laughs> Beanbags. <laughs> At that old fuck's head. Anyway, Sicko Teaser of the Week, looking for number four hit on the season, plus seven odds, plus 250, or plus seven is the teaser, plus 250 odds, and it goes like this, Baltimore bought up to plus 11, Washington up to plus 20 and a half, the New York Jets plus eight and a half, the Bears plus 10, Miami plus 10. Mike, what kind of wet noodle Viagra blue chew needing bet do you have for Woo! us today? Blue chew, official sponsor of the Dave Danda and Mike uh, Pickham. Uh, so good, good job plugging that, buddy. Um, yeah, I I took three of them before the show. <laughs> I could tell, uh, and you got Dave going with his blue chew with that Bears pick. So that was a that's natural blue chew, baby. Um, He's a young buck. He doesn't need it yet. Oh, I know to be young again. Um, all right, let's let's go uh, four pick parlay. It's plus eight eight sixteen. Um, luckily, a soft. lot of the really plus eight sixteen. It's soft. Okay, got to be fifteen hundred about. It. Okay, all right. I'm gonna take those those Texans against uh, Minshew Mania. Uh, so give me Love the Texans it. money line. Um, give me those Bucks against the Panthers Love money it. line. Give me the Jets money line against the Patriots. I don't know how they're Love it. how they're plus one fourteen to be honest against the Patriots. I think they destroy the Patriots um, and because then get, it's on ESPN eight. The Ocho that that, that, that could be, um, and then give me that last pick of Green Bay Packers over uh, the Chicago Bears to even it out. Um, and that's four picks at plus 
eight sixteen ten. Go fuck yourself. Oh. As promised, the Eagles completely screwed me last week. So I did go super soft for myself this week. Plus at plus twelve oh three. Oh, you said you were gonna have a plus four hundred, Dan. You did Why? say that. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I tried. I tried. I tried. I couldn't do it. Here it is. Five teams, all money line. Oh, and part of me doesn't like some of it already. Those are the ones that normally go best. The ones that I love, they're dead like right away. But here it is. At halftime. Yeah. Give me the Bucks money line. Yep. Give me the Bears money line. Give me them girls to win. Yeah. Give me the Eagles to win. And give me the Dolphins to send the Bills fucking home. There it is. I love it. I love it. Just like Josh Allen. Actually, never mind. Not going to say that. You like that? I like that. All right. That has been week 18. Next week when we get together, it is wild card weekend. Hey. cannot wait to talk about those matchups and some incredible football that we are bound to see this weekend guys we also have the college football national championship on monday night and i have a feeling michigan is going to absolutely slaughter the washington huskies thoughts on that before we go off the air i disagree 100 i disagree um and we can make a side fucking home We'll we'll make a side bet on the on the on the um, on side. Hey, I wanted to let you guys know I I have had so much fun this year. Um, we have done very very well with our picks. We're all over five hundred. We're well over five hundred as a show. Um, for a very uh you know three uh douchebags getting on here and and getting into uh, football. I think we've done a great job, and I've really had a lot of fun with you guys. So I appreciate it. I know that we still have more shows this year, but this is kind of the closer uh, with Wildcard being next week. So um, thank you guys for allowing me to be on, and it's been a pleasure. Like you said, we're not done yet. We've already clinched our playoff berth. We'll be back together next weekend for Wildcard Weekend. This is another edition of Pick'em with Dan, Dave, and Mike. Talk to you all later. Yeah.